Hi there, welcome to Dealing With Death. My name is Thomas. Um, this is gonna be the second installment of this podcast so far. Today, I'm here with Sydney and Abby, who have had similar situations with uh, death and handling grief. And today we're gonna just talk to them about their experiences and kind of their takeaways. Uh, do you two wanna introduce yourself? Yeah, so hi, I'm Sydney. Hi, I'm Abby. Um, we're dating and both our dads are dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, so my first question for you today is, uh, just kind of to get to know you a little bit better and like how this was for you. How did it feel in like the initial stages, like how that loss felt to you and kind of what your, how your emotions developed over those next like few months and years? Yeah. So I know for me, um, I found out, I found out that he was dying. I found out, okay. So my dad dying was very sudden, um, happened pretty much overnight. You know, one night he was fine. The next night he was in the hospital. He was in the hospital for a few days and then he died. And I remember I was lucky to be able to like, you know, I found out from my mom in the hospital room, she like gave us a whole speech and she was crying um, and she explained to us what was going on. And then I remember my first thought was just like the, it was the shock that hit me first. I didn't cry. I didn't, you know, do anything like that. I just wanted to go home like immediately. And so my uncle drove me home and I was the only one there. And that's the only time that I like cried it all out. Um, so I guess the initial the initial feeling was shock. Then it was just like sadness. Um, and then it just kind of stayed sad for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say that I was just really sad about it for probably at least three or four months afterwards. Um, and then it was, yeah, there was a little bit of like, yeah, it just kind of derailed my life a little bit just because, you know, I'm sure you know. Were you Both in ninth grade at this point? Yes, I was. A, I was in ninth grade at the time. I was about. Uh, I had. I was about to turn fifteen when he passed away, um, and yeah, the initial stages were pretty hard just because they felt never ending, um, and it also the first. I I like to say that the first year was kind of the hardest just because that's when you're hyper aware of how much time it's been since the person passed, which is always hard. Um, you know, I remember we hit like two months from his death. From like the time that he died and it was like crushing so i was like oh my god i haven't talked to him in two months you know um so it was shock it was sadness it was a little bit of bargaining where in terms of you know it was maybe it was he would be happy with me if i did blank you know and so it was trying to you know or just trying to do things to take my mind off of it or stop yeah. thinking about it or like you know just trying to trade anything and everything so that I wouldn't have to deal with the actual emotion. Um, and then I went to therapy. Well, yeah. And then I went to therapy and kind of worked through a little bit more. Um, cause I was in therapy before he died. And then after he died, I had a, th- I was in the process of looking for a new therapist because we had just moved States. Um, and so I didn't have, I didn't have a therapist set up yet, but my old therapist actually just because she was such a kind, sweet person, ended up continuing to see me kind of like under the table just because she knew that I needed her help. Um, so then I worked through the rest of it in therapy and you know, now I'm, now I've accepted it. So Abby, what's your new, uh, mine is much different. Uh, well, I was probably 12 when my dad died, I was in like fifth grade and I found out because there was a note on our door from my grandma who was like, I hadn't been in contact with him in a long time. He had to stop paying child support, so we didn't get to see him. But, um, so yeah, I, did, I didn't know him super well, but 
his grandma left a note on our door saying that my mom needed to call her. And then I, you know, I didn't hear about it much for like two days. And then uh, my mom called us in the living room and she told us that our dad had died. And again, it was, it was like, Sydney, it was like shock. I didn't really react. Uh, my sister reacted a lot more than I did. I was just kind of, I wasn't really sad. I was just irritable for a long time. And uh, yeah, I got adopted after that. So it was a lot of like very quickly move on past this because we missed the funeral. Uh, so yeah, because your mom didn't tell you what happened until a few no, days not after. Until two days after the funeral. But um, are you an older sibling? Did you have like younger? No, okay. but her parents were divorced. My, yeah. yeah, my parents were divorced, and I had a stepdad. So it was a lot like you know he was a father figure in my life. So it was like. It sucked, but it wasn't like, you know, I wasn't like crippled from it or anything. It was just like, damn, my my dad is dead now. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, I was irritable for a long time and I, I didn't have too much, too many like grief periods. It was all very different for me just because I didn't know him super well. And it was just like, oh, well, now he's like officially out because I never, I never got to see him. So it was a lot of like anger. And then acceptance and not like whatever the stages of grief are. I skipped mm-hmm. a lot of them. It was just anger and then acceptance. And that's kind of that's kind of how my grief process went. Mm-hmm. I really like what you said about that. Um, and Cindy, you touched on to the next question a little bit. But um, my second question for y'all is what kind of support did you have in that moment, like in those initial moments? Mm-hmm. And what kind of support do you have now? Yeah. So I remember when I first started out, um, you know, when I first started out, I don't know, being someone with a dead dad. <laughs> um, I remember the first, like, well, I didn't really, I tried very hard not to lean really on anyone just because, you know, also I was in a new state. I had just moved states literally maybe like a month beforehand. So I knew no one. I didn't have any friends. Um, and so I didn't really have much of the support system at that time. And it was a really, really lonely time in my life. And I was going to, you know, I was going to school when I could, but obviously I wasn't like, you know, top of my social game. And so I wasn't really, you know, connecting with the new people that I was meeting. So the support system that I did have was mostly, it was on FaceTime. It was my friends in California where I had just moved from. And it was, you know, my therapist who was, and still is an incredible woman. And I, you know, absolutely adore her. She, she was a huge, huge help in just, you know, regulating my day-to-day grief, you know, and in figuring out what to do when those emotions arise in everyday life, you know? Um, And then, yeah, I guess it was just, it was my friends in LA and it was, it was my therapist. And that was it for me. And that's not to say that, you know, my family wasn't also there for me. I just wasn't ready to accept their help, you know, because I was a ninth grader. Of course, my mom and I fought all the time. And like, you know, we weren't we weren't super close and I wasn't comfortable leaning on her. So I didn't. Mm -hmm. Um, But the support system that I have now is very different. I, for one, need a lot less support than I did then, um, like to get through my day to day life. Um, If anything, I've become support for more people because Funnily enough, both of my roommates have also lost parents. Um, One of them lost her mom when she was around seven, and the other one lost their mom uh, just a few months ago when we were living together. Um, And so I've gotten to, you know, I've gone from needing so much support to being able to give that support to other people. And 
you know, now I guess I just, I get it from, I get it from Abby and I get support from my mom and I get support from, you know, my dad's family as well. Um, but yeah, I definitely need a lot less support now than I did on a day-to-day basis then. Mm -hmm. Uh, well, I was, yeah, I was, well, while she was in ninth grade, like being a 15 year old, I was in middle school being a 12 year old. So I didn't really accept much support either. Uh, when my friends like asked about it, I'd just be like, it's fine. No, I don't, I don't care. It's fine. And so I didn't like, I just kind of supported myself for a while. I didn't really need support just because again, it's a lot different for me because I didn't really know him very well, but you know, I got support from the people who would give it to me. And then, uh, I just kind of dealt with it for a while. And then as for now, you know, I have Sydney, I have my friends and I definitely feel that I can definitely support more people than the people that I need support from, Mm -hmm. like with the roommates and with whoever else. See, I I had, I kind of just had myself for that time, but I didn't really need anyone. Yeah. What your brother Hayden said was kind of, yeah, he was younger than you in the moment. Yeah. He he said that he kind of felt the same where he didn't want to ask for support. He Mm -hmm. wanted to be like, strong in that moment for other people Mm -hmm. um and i think that a lot of people have that it can go two ways with like death where you can rick can really mess you up you can really struggle with it or you can learn to like thrive and like grow with it Mm -hmm. um and a lot of people pick that initial reaction of like fight which i think is a good thing like when a traumatic event happens like that they want to be there for other people and like help their family and you know their siblings or their parents or like the one parent they have Mm -hmm. um And I think ultimately, like, at first, that's probably not the smartest move because, you know, you do need support and like, you don't want to accept it, but it does kind of like help you. If that's a way for you to cope with it, then it's good. If you want to focus on other people and helping other people kind of like builds back up your confidence and your Mm -hmm. strength to, you know, like handle it. So, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, My next question is uh, if you have one, I mean, you don't have to answer this, but is there a recent moment that you can recall where you were reminded of your loved one or like stricken with some sort of grief? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, right off the top of my head. Um, well, I literally just came from a brother's graduation party and when it comes to celebrating big, like life milestones like that, like getting your high school diploma, getting a college degree, moving into your first apartment, like, you know, any of those kinds of moments are always really difficult just because you are so aware of that person's absence. Um, So like, you know, there was that, there was also, um, both of my roommates have lost their moms. And so when mother's day rolled around, they were having a really hard time, which then kind of triggered my own just grief. And so that was also, I'd say those were the two most recent triggers, um, were, yeah, where it was the party earlier today, just because again, it's it's something that my dad would have really wanted to be a part of is watching my brother graduate and sending him off to college Mm -hmm. because he didn't get to be there for mine either. And so I'd say that that's probably the most recent. Yeah. Um, recent like grief. I don't know. I was lucky enough to move past it very quickly, but recently like something having to do with him, I got a tattoo for him. Uh, I have another answer. Well, I got, I, I got a tattoo for him, which was just an honor. And yeah, that's about it. Mm. It's good to remember people in that mm-hmm. sort of yeah. way. Like, Look at how cute her tattoo is. So. Super cute. Oh, that's really cute. <laughs> With the skeleton. Yeah. yeah I like that. Um, okay. Well, I like what y'all said for that. 
uh, definitely like, you know, in day-to-day life, I feel like not having your father there, you can be reminded of that a lot. Like even just like going to a friend's house, if they have like their whole family together, something like that. Yeah. Like a family dinner or. Yeah. But you're, you get so used to it that it's kind of unconscious at this point. And that's mm-hmm. why it can be hard to pick out a moment every once in a while is because you're like, you know, it's kind of how my life is. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's exactly. Like, and it's interesting too, because I know I keep bringing up my roommate, but it's just because they literally just lost their mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so interesting watching them too and how often they have moments where the grief is overwhelming, yeah. you know, and they have to like call out of work or like cancel plans with their boyfriend to stay home or like something like that, you know, just because they're so overwhelmed with it. And it's, you know, it's very interesting to watch that in the place I am now, mm-hmm. just it's knowing like, that I had been there before, yeah, I've you know, been there, you know, mm-hmm. anyways. The next question I have is I talked to your brother a little bit about this, like traditions, but are there any ways that uh, you or your family remember your dad's like in ways they passed either, you know, doing something or even in your daily life? Like if your dad taught you to do something when you were younger or you did something together or something like that, or mm-hmm. are there any traditions you'll do on like Father's Day or? Yeah, I know we like to put all of his ornaments up on the Christmas tree still, which I think Hayden might have brought up. I don't know if he did, but um, that's a big one is we go through because my dad had a ton of Christmas ornaments that he made like when he just over just out of during elementary school and, and stuff where it's like, you know, a star that he cut out with like, you know, fancy scissors yeah. or like a little felt dog, whatever with his name on it. Or like we have um, one of our Christmas ornaments is from his little baby mobile, maybe Aww. baby mobile. Um, so it's old. Yeah, yeah. old. Um, <laughs> so things, you know, we have things like that. We also have, um, there are certain times when we will do things in particular, anytime we eat chicken bread steak is on purpose to honor him. Mm. Um, we also, we didn't do it this year, but we would usually do cheese grits every Christmas because my dad would usually like cheese grits on Christmas, but nobody else in my family likes cheese grits. Yeah. So we kept making them and then no one would eat them and then we'd have to throw them away. So this year we were just like, we're not going to do it again. Yeah. But that was another one. Um, we also have, I feel like I've got a million just because there are lots of little things that I do. <laughs> Every time that I like almost get hit by a car or something on the drive, I, like while I'm driving somewhere, I'm like, thanks dad. Thanks dad. Um, anyways, yeah, that's probably mine. Uh, I don't have any traditions, but there were definitely, now that I'm thinking about it more, there were moments that I, like, remember him. My sister and I, like, remember how he smelled a lot and, like, how his house smelled, like, even at your apartment. Mm-hmm. I was like, this smells like my dad's house. That's so weird. Mm-hmm. And then we were playing pool earlier today. My dad loved pool. Mm. And I was like, wow. My dad loved pool. That's crazy. So, Yeah. You kind of get reminded, like, mm-hmm. in a sense, even though, you know, he's not it's there. A lot, but... Yeah, and it's a lot like, well, what is he thinking about this now? Yeah. yeah. It's really different, too, because I feel like because you didn't know your dad as well, mm-hmm. like, it's I always... have a lot more moments like that. It's definitely always like, well, what would he think about this? Yeah. My thing is usually more of, like, a, I know what he would think about this. Yeah. Um, Just because I did get to know him. I think I might be, a, I mean, I was, like, with my family, with my dad very closely when he passed, but I was nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's a, a lot of the time I struggle with, you know, like remembering what he sounds like mm-hmm. or oh, you know, how he acted, yeah. but, um, you know, or like I'll see a photo of him and I'm like, wow, that's actually what he looked like. Like, I don't yeah. really remember mm-hmm. that, but, um, but I always have like those vivid memories that I like, hopefully will never lose of, you know, moments with him or things that he did, um, or just times in my life where I was like happy mm-hmm. with my family and like, 
of course I'm so happy now and I love yeah. my family now, but it's you never going to be the same, like a different kind of happiness when you mm-hmm. have all your siblings and both your parents like with you and you're all, you know, enjoying a meal or something. Right. Um, and we'll never get that, but yeah. that's why you got to just look on the bright side. You know, exactly. We've got there. our own little version. Oh yeah. It's great. Um, okay. So my next question is, uh, this might be, you know, you can pass on this, but um, what is the hardest challenge to deal with when recovering after your loss? Um, and a lot of what I'm doing this for is to try and like help other people who might be struggling and mm-hmm. act as a resource. Uh, Cause I felt like, I didn't have something like that when I was younger, you know, mm-hmm. like I'd had support from people, but maybe not like a eye to eye perspective. Yeah. Like, yeah. Who knew what they were relating to about. something. So if you have any, um, you know, either advice or like what's a challenge that you had to struggle with that, and how you handled it. Yeah. I'm going to right off the bat, just say biggest struggle is probably just milestones, like hitting milestones without your dad or, you know, whoever after expecting them to be there can be very, very difficult. Like I cried so much when I left for college, like a, because I was sad I was leaving for college just because I was moving somewhere new and that was scary. Mm. But also because my dad wasn't gonna be there. Mm. Graduating high school was super hard because I walked down the aisle and my dad wasn't in the audience, you know? And it was, it's those moments where that absence is so glaringly obvious that like you just cannot ignore it. And those are definitely, I wanna say some of the hardest parts. Mm. And also just as the years go by, like I'm coming up on my dad's sixth death anniversary, which is so weird because now I haven't talked to him for six years, mm-hmm. you know, and there's going to come a day where I'll have known him for a shorter amount of time than he was alive for, yeah. you know, like there is going to come a day where he's been dead for longer than I knew him. And that's going to be really hard. Yeah. Um, there's also, you know, bringing my girlfriend to come and like meet my extended family and my dad's not there. You know, that's another thing that was really, really difficult when I got into my first serious relationship. It really, really hurt that my dad was never going to get to meet my partner. You know, I also, I never got to really come out to my dad either. And that was hard. Mm -hmm. Um, At least not on my own terms, you know? And so that was definitely really difficult, but, you know, as far as those things go, it's just hard. You just have to remember to find little ways to honor that person during those moments. Mm -hmm. You know, like my dad wasn't in the audience at my graduation from high school, but like I got to mention him in my speech, Mm. you know, and my dad wasn't there when I moved into my first apartment or to my college dorm, but like my mom and her family were there and we put up and, you know, and we put pictures of his up and we put like little trinkets that he had on my desk and like, it's about finding little ways to incorporate that person into your life. You know, the hard part is because it's they're not being incorporated into your life the way that you would prefer for them to be slash the way that you imagine they would. But, you know, there can be a lot of comfort that you can find in those little bits and moments yeah. of, you know, of clarity and those moments of connection. Yeah. Um, advice... I think just take the help that you're given for sure. Mm -hmm. Because like you'll want to take it for granted. Don't do that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really have, I mean, advice. It's going to be hard, but you'll get through it. Yeah. I think it's interesting that you mentioned your roommates because I was, had the same idea that um, this happens to a lot of people Mm -hmm. and it's terrible and it's tragic for everyone. Like no one enjoys it, but 
it happens to a lot of people and a lot of people turn out okay yeah. or even you know better than like they would have been so mm-hmm, exactly um, one thing i got to tell my roommate when their mom died is like you'll be fine my dad's dead and our other roommate's mom is also dead mm-hmm. you know so it's like relate to that exactly where there was never any doubt that they were going to be okay one day because they know they see two people who are okay right? yeah at least you know mm-hmm. sorry continue no it's okay. i didn't know if you were gonna you're good um I just wanted to move into my next question, uh, which is like when reflecting on who you are and like your personality, your beliefs, your values and all your actions. um, Do you believe that this loss has influenced you to become the person you are? uh, And in what ways? I absolutely do. Um, But that's also because my, my mom talks about my dad a lot. They were incredibly close. They loved each other until the day he died. Um, You know, And I am around people who talk about him and who talk about the way that he was. And so I notice in myself qualities that I know were also present in him through the, you know, through the way that my mom's family talked about him or his family talks about him um, and what I knew of him. And then there are also, you know, the person that I am now, my dad was, my dad raised me until I was 14, you know, like he was, he was there for the better part of my life. And the hard part is, I guess, when you find, like, when you find something in yourself that you know, like, would complement, like, a personality trait that you're, like, that my dad had or something like that, or if we have an interest in common that, you know, that sucks that I can't share it with him. But, you know, there are moments like those where you remember that, like, you know, that they're still with you in those ways. Um, But as far as just how the grief has shaped my life, I definitely think that it has in a major, major way because it meant that I, um, it meant that I, my grades started dropping, which then had an impact on the rest of my life. Um, My, it was harder for me to form friendships. It was harder, you know, I started, you know, picking up patterns of more reckless behavior. And, you know, I dealt with that grief the way a 14 year old would, you know, Mm -hmm. where I just didn't really know what to do with it. So I didn't let it out the way that it was supposed to be, or like in a super healthy way. So it kind of came out sideways. Um, and so I started engaging in unhealthy habits, um, because of the loss of stability that came with my dad's death. And then those patterns ended up continuing and you know, they shaped me into the person that I am now. That's not to say my dad only had a negative, my dad's death only had a negative impact on me because it also brought my family a lot closer together. Um, it meant that I, it meant that my grand, my dad's parents moved to Texas and we got to be around them a lot more. And my mom was going out of her way to check in with all of us and see how we were all doing, um, things like that. So I think that my dad's death definitely also, it can be, easier sometimes to strive to reach higher goals, I guess, um, because a really good motivator for trying to do hard things is like, well, my dad would have been proud of me. Yeah. You know, I get that. exactly. Where it's like, you know, well, if I get straight A's this semester, like I need to, cause my dad would want me to, Yeah. or I need to, you know, hold down. Like I can't quit this job, even though I don't want, to, like, even though I don't want to have it mm-hmm. because my dad would be upset with me if I quit without having another one lined up. Yeah. 
or like something, you know, something yeah. along those lines. You want to do it for them. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's do things that they, you think they'll appreciate even in the afterlife. Mm -hmm. if they're looking down. Exactly. It's finding things to, again, finding ways to incorporate them into your life and using them as motivation can be a really good way to do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, it's, it's very different for me just because I have that father figure. So he was at my graduation and he was, you know, he moved me into my dorm and mm -hmm. all that stuff. But I think it's just a lot of like, what would he think of me? That's how it really affects me today. Because it's just like, would he like me? Would he be proud of me? All that stuff. Mm -hmm. Which is difficult to think of. But I feel it's like, also like... Yeah, I've noticed that that happens a lot more in people who lost their parents when they were younger. Yeah. Because, like, I know what my dad would think of me exactly, because yeah. I knew him. But, like, I don't know if you experienced this either because I know you lost your dad when you were younger, too. It's a little it's, bit like that. Yeah, yeah in like a way I where it's him, like... But not great. Yeah. yeah, where it's, it's like, like, I wonder... I wonder what he would think. Yeah, how yeah. would he react to this or, like, behave because of this you know mm -hmm. um this is actually my favorite question because i'm really interested in the idea of you know like relevancy and like how things are different and um i, I like how you talked about like the negative and positive like outcomes of it because i definitely like to think that there are always positive outcomes like mm -hmm. in a tra uh, tragic event and like a loss of absolutely because you know it, it builds characters lining. in certain ways and it like does stuff to people that can you know make them more mature or something like that um, but it's also very painful to think about the fact that like your life would have been different and you would never know, Yeah. like you can't know what it would have been like. Mm -hmm. And even though you don't know if it would be like better or worse, or if you believe it would be better or worse, it would just be different. And mm -hmm. a lot of people want to be able to see like that difference and like how it would be different. I know I do. Like, I oh, yeah. can't imagine, you know, like my mom has like a serious boyfriend now and like we kind of have built our family back together and we're all very close like you said it brought mm -hmm. us together um but i just can't imagine what my life would be like if my dad was still in the picture mm -hmm. especially because um we moved to texas actually for like one of his jobs and then he passed away like a few years later like mm -hmm. you know would we have still been here would i've still have created the same relationships with my teachers and family friends and like peers and everything mm -hmm. that i have and would because um, all those relationships influence your character too. So like, would I be who I am or would I be like completely unrecognizable like, if mm -hmm. I had something else? Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. No, I remember I used to think about that a lot right after my dad died because the thought was, oh, well, there's a parallel universe right now where my dad's still alive. And I'm so, yeah. so jealous of, of the that Sydney that gets to live in that world. Yeah, I thought about it like my parents are still together somewhere. Mm -hmm. And maybe he died then or maybe he's still alive then. Like mm -hmm. it's... It's weird to think about for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very existential. Very yeah. Existential. <laughs> um, okay. So my last question is what are your takeaways from this? This can also be advice, but um, just kind of what do you, what did you take away from this experience and like being in this situation? Because um, we're all like in our descriptors of like a person, we are uh, people who have like lost a parent and mm -hmm. like have had struggled with like close family loss and not everyone's like that. So just kind of like, what do you think about it? Yeah. Uh, well, first off, sucks. <laughs> um, 100%. But I think the main takeaway, this is going to sound stupid, but it's like the like, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger kind of idea where yeah. it's like, you know, I think about it sometimes where I'm like, all right, like my dad died. Yeah. And like, I'm still, you know, I still got to college. I still have an apartment. I still have a job. I have a girlfriend. Like, you know, life goes on. 
Um, and that can be very, that can be scary sometimes, but it can be comforting other times. Um, I also, a huge takeaway and something like, obviously I'm not grateful that my dad died, mm -hmm. but I am grateful that I get to help other people. I'm sure you are feeling this too yeah. with doing this project is like, it's a privilege to get to help other people and understand what they're going through because I will never forget. It was Abby and I were asleep in my room one morning and my roommate, oh. like we heard them like sobbing from upstairs and they came down. It was like 7 a.m. And they knocked on my door, even though they knew we were both asleep. They never do that. And mm -hmm. so I opened the door and they are like hysterically Distract. sobbing and they tell us their mom is dying and that they need help packing because they need to go home. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, I got to give them the kind of support and understanding that I didn't get to receive, Yeah, you know, and it's, it can be comforting. It can, I feel good about myself when I get to, you know, I, I keep bringing up my roommate just because they were the one who like, this happened to them literally so recently. Like, yeah. I want to say their mom died maybe four or five months ago. Yeah. Um, and you know, that's just been like a big part of like, it's been something that has really helped me see the growth that I have had because watching them go from, you know, like they're growing too and they're mm -hmm. learning too. And they had their first mother's day without their mom last week. Yeah. And like, I got to sit down with them and be like, yeah, I remember my first father's day without my dad. It was really, really hard. Mm -hmm. Like, let me tell you about what my experience was like and give you some advice as to things that helped me. Um, and so that's another huge takeaway is that I get to help other people with this now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Abby, do you have any thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely fulfilling to help other people. Like when, when Seppi had that moment, it was like, it, it was like a purpose to fulfill. Yeah. I think that um, our experiences are valuable in mm -hmm. a sense and sharing them with someone else, you know, even if it's like thinking about the butterfly effect, like just holding the door for someone one day can yeah. change their life. You know, maybe they were mm -hmm. like suicidal or were having like a terrible day or, mm -hmm. you know, like really stressed out and you could have like saved them or you could have, mm -hmm. you know, improved their mood or their life in some way. Yeah. And so I think it's the same with like the experiences we've had, um, taking what we've learned and lessons sort of, but just kind of like the experiences of living and growing with grief mm -hmm. and like, mm -hmm. cause I, I personally don't really think you can like get over no. someone's death, but I think that you can get to a point, there's like a line you get to mm -hmm. where you're basically over it, but you're just to like mature enough and it's. Um, you're content with it to where you can like live on mm -hmm. and it not, you know, continuously drag you down. Exactly. The weight gets lighter over time. Yeah. yeah. You'll have like aftershocks for sure, but it's, it, it gets easier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, that's all I have. Uh, I want to thank y'all so much for yeah, coming on Yeah, of course. Today. Thanks for having us. Even really for letting great. her in impromptu. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Um, do y'all have any, you know, final things to say? No, I don't really think so, but it was so nice to meet you. It was nice to meet you too. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for letting us be part of this. Of course. Um. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time on Dealing With That.